You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm running about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now. Check out all the good stuff we have coming out of the NFL Scouting Combine. That means the big board there. The latest mock draft post-combine edition is up as well that I do. So we'll get into that at some point here in Locked On Fantasy Football. Look at what uh, has changed there overall with the draft picks. We'll do a deep dive with that as we get closer to April 23rd, the first night, first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. But first, uh, Locked On Fantasy Football, we have to continue with our look at team outlooks here for 2020. And uh, we're... In the middle of the AFC East, we did the Buffalo Bills on our previous show. Now we're flipping to the Miami Dolphins for this show. And then we'll round out the week here with a look at the New England Patriots and New York Jets. And then we'll switch to the NFC North there and uh, do the uh, Chicago Bears this week. So pretty action-packed week of shows here for you. A little bit of a short week. Uh, had uh, Monday off here, but we're going to go this we can uh, get you up to date on what's going on with these teams. So uh, let's dive right into the Miami Dolphins, shall we? This is a big offseason, we know. A lot of things are changing for the Dolphins. And uh, it's a nice feeling here because they went 5-11. and They were ridiculed. We thought they were tanking for Tua. Turns out uh, they played well, and they still may end up getting Tua here in the second half of the season. They are actually a team that kind of rallied after a really bad start. So when you look at the Dolphins, there's a lot of upside here, optimism with the era of what you see here with uh, Brian Flores switching the offensive coordinator from uh, Chad O'Shea, leaving the Patriots combination there to Chan Gailey. So veteran, versatile play caller there. You know, at one point he was uh, coaching the Cowboys, uh, to spin to a lot of teams, Work with a lot of different quarterbacks. I think that's going to be a good influence. Now, that's the number one thing we're looking at with the Dolphins here. Where are they going to go at quarterback? And we'll discuss that in the first segment here. Ryan Fitzpatrick still under contract for one more year. Josh Rosen, they're stuck with him a little bit here. Made that move after the uh, Cardinals dumped him quickly after being a first-round pick in favor of Kyler Murray. He's around their third quarterback right now is Jake Rudock. So, Rosen, Rudock, Fitzpatrick doesn't sound like... The quarterback room you want to go forward with, that said, Fitzpatrick was very effective. We know in stretches he can put up some numbers, spread the ball around. We saw that. He was fantasy football useful in this offense. He's just going to be fearless throwing the ball. We saw that in Tampa Bay there when he was toggling with James Winston in 2018 there. We saw him put up the numbers when he was there. But then eventually there'll be the meltdown game where he has multiple interceptions. He goes back to the bench. He has low upside. But the Dolphins, he just kind of embraced that role of being a leader. And they could lean on him. There's a chance that the Dolphins just go with Ryan Fitzpatrick for one more year. Stay out of the quarterback game here completely. I don't think there's a great chance of that. I think the better chance is them keeping Ryan Fitzpatrick and drafting a rookie quarterback there. When you look at the options in free agency, I don't think the Tom Brady situation is going to tilt in their favor. I mean, the same division... 
can see it with Flores there. He's been tried, tied a little bit to Matt Patricia in Detroit on the very loose end. On the stronger end, Mike Vrabel and Tennessee. Flores represents another former coach, but that's about it here. So they're not going to go there. I don't think it's a Philip Rivers type situation. Why would they go from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Philip Rivers? I don't think that changes the fortunes of your team. I don't think you're going to be contending, and I don't think Rivers wants to go to a team that's a rebuilding in most positions around the quarterback as well. So Fitzpatrick is okay as your bridge quarterback. We'll have to see if you get uh, any other guy in here that uh, could compete for the job. Maybe it's a project rookie, and again, Fitzpatrick plays for one more year. Maybe it's a immediate start type of rookie there in the early first round, and then you go there with him, and that we have uh, with Tua Tagovailoa and Jordan Love, two of the prospects there in round number one. When you look at those guys, I mean, they might need, might need, might need some time here. With Tua Tagovailoa, he's got the hip injury just recovering from. He says he's going to be fully healed here next week, March 9th here. So that was his target date to be ready, and then uh, he'll be working out his pro day there in April. So you got Tua Tagovailoa. Jordan Love, a bit of a project, raw, great talent, put on a good show there at the Senior Bowl, and then the Combine, you have Justin Herbert in there in the mix, uh, the Dolphins could go to, it was a three first-round pick, so a lot of things they could do at quarterback, I mean, but Fitzpatrick, we know, put up the numbers, and this is not as bad of a passing offense, it's not a very good defense still, I think they're going to have to really rebuild that to really uh, be a team that... He's not playing from behind, putting up uh, some garbage stats. I mean, that's what the Dolphins did. They even got that big win against the Patriots there late in the season. So some garbage, but some also in effectiveness because they didn't have the running game. That could change a little bit this year. But Dolphins quarterback is going to be useful. We learned last year you just can't totally write off a team there. When they had Josh Rosen, pretty much you didn't go there. But when Fitzpatrick was around, the production was there, and we know what happened there with the passing game that people stepped up. It was a little bit versatile, better talent than you think, a little depth, and they produced their pretty well here for the Dolphins. And uh, so, again, Fitzpatrick versus the field. I think the field is still going to win, but there's an asterisk with that because Fitzpatrick could be definitely part of this field and uh, be involved and help this uh, team win still and uh, try to improve from 5 and 11. Again, no one really saw 5 and 11 coming. They're on that losing streak early. looked like they were going to go 0-16. They quickly erased that, and it really ended on a high note. So a lot of good vibes coming there out of Miami on the Dolphins. And uh, good outlook here. I just like what they're doing and where they're going. And we'll uh, talk about uh, where they're looking at at the rest of their roster as well. Here in this uh, show, then we'll give you the free agents and a little bit of a Indication on where they could go in the draft and uh, look at the salary cap as well there. So we'll do that in our next two segments. But first, I got to tell you, make sure you're checking out all the great shows on the Locked On Network, whether it's the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, college sports. We've got you covered here year-round, bringing it to you every week, nearly every weekday here for you on Locked On Fantasy Football. So check it out. Here on the network, uh, we're always going to be bringing it in uh, short, sweet, compact, to the point. That's what we do here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. And uh, we're going to bring you the best of all your favorite teams as well, whatever aspect of your favorite sport you enjoy. We'll be right back here to look at the Dolphins' skilled players and defense and uh, how those look here for 2020 before free agency. 
All right, let's uh, continue the show looking at the Dolphins and uh, what they have here in their skill position sets. We'll start at running back. This is where they need an upgrade. Kalen Bellage, just a guy that tough to grind out yards. He's a fantasy football favorite on paper because, hey, somebody has to run the ball in Miami. Well, Bellage did run the ball in Miami. He didn't run it very well. He was best at falling forward and not getting many yards. So, Balaj, they shut him down late in the season. He had Patrick Laird. We were all over and excited about it in PPR leagues, and we're trying to get some value, and we squeezed some out of him. And then Miles Gaskin got in the mix, the rookie there from Washington. He split with Laird. That was just messy. I mean, it was already not very promising with Balaj. They made that uh, deal with the Cardinals, moved Kenny and Drake, didn't really use him when he was there. And then it just kind of opened the door. We thought, okay, this is the backfield of Kalen Balaj. He's got a lot of upside here, but... We know that Kalen Balaj, if you look at his talent, just not a very modern and complete back here. So there's no way they're going to go into the season with Balaj, Laird, and Gaskin. They could look at uh, Melvin Gordon. It's a little bit of a splurge to me. I don't think they necessarily have to go there. Drake, they're not going to sign. Obviously, he's afraid that the Cardinals are probably going to keep him. So you're looking at uh, some minor kind of uh, complimentary guys like a Jordan Howard type. I don't think that's what you're going to see here. From uh, these uh, Dolphins, I mean, I just don't want to spend on this position when they have a lot of other options. they got the draft there with three picks. They're not going to be necessarily big-time players for featured running back, in my opinion. I think Melvin Gordon also probably doesn't want to sign on a team like this, but it might be his only choice if that's where to come. Maybe a Peyton Barber comes in the mix for some backup help. I mean, certainly a little bit better than Balaj because he at least can uh, help you in the red zone and score, but they're not going to go big here, but... Howard and Barber are like the best of those types. I just think this is maybe headed to more of a feature situation. That's good for fantasy football. And someone extremely more talented here with uh, Balaj, Laird, and Gaskin. So look for them. They have DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. These are three very talented backs. Uh, Swift from Georgia, power back, puts up a lot of numbers, but also does damage the passing game. Jonathan Taylor, very prolific career at Wisconsin. Uh, should have... Contended a little bit better for Heisman, but uh, he has an excellent career here. Good volume. I think he's better overall than Melvin Gordon. Doesn't get enough credit for his work in the passing game. And J.K. Dobbins, just an explosive runner. He can uh, find those holes, burst through, uh, explode there for big plays. And he's also a pretty good pass catcher. Not as good in pass protection, so that's going to be a thing. But excited about the opportunity of one of those guys landing here in Miami and really being the man. They're going to have to invest a high pick on one of these guys. I think first-rounders potential. I think they're that good. I, I think in, in old school drafts, when we had a lot of running backs going in the first round, I think they would have a lot of appeal. I think maybe one or two of them can go in the first round. Maybe one of the, one of the last picks that the Dolphins have, they have three in the first round. So something we're going to watch, but I do like the situation. They do have to upgrade their offensive line a bit. I mean, Julianne Davenport is their left tackle, and he was literally Julianne by a lot of teams. I mean, cutting right through Daniel Kilgore is probably their most reliable offensive lineman. He's a aging center, versatile guy that came over for the 49ers. So they're going to have to make some moves up front. That was part of the issues that were plaguing this backfield. Balaj, Laird, and Gaskin. Part of it is also lack of real feature-type talent. And so they can really create something out of nothing. Keep in mind, Saquon Barkley. We saw the first year they invested a little bit in the offensive line, but not as much. It was not maybe considered an elite line there with the Giants, but... We know what that special runner, hard runner, good vision, good burst, making the most out of what, what he has. Blocking-wise, uh, 
here. So a little addressing has to be done on the Dolphins offensive line here to really feel good about that back of choice. But I'm leaning toward it's going to be more a rookie situation here. Maybe that cheap complimentary power as a veteran from outside. Maybe one of these guys, Balaj Laird or Gaskin, is that player. And they just uh, have him back up and uh, give that rookie back fresh legs there in the NFL 20 to 25 touches a game, which would be great for fantasy football because we're looking for an asset like that, like the Josh Jacobs situation that arrived with the Raiders last year. It took a little bit of a break. Isaiah Crowell had to go down. He had uh, things happen there, but things lined up very well for Jacobs as a first-round pick. So we're definitely going to be watching that Dolphins back closely, especially as a first-round pick. They're going to use that kind of capital. That's a very good indication, even first round, early second there that uh, they definitely are going to feed that back and there's a good chance that and uh, Chan Gailey's had some history with feature backs so that's good it was more the Chad O'Shea situation with the Patriots I think you would have been seeing more of a split issue they tried that some of that last year just to horrible ineffectiveness and part of the reason why they made the change from O'Shea to Gailey now let's look at uh, the wide receiver situation here for the Dolphins you have Devontae Parker who had that Great final breakouts, finally breakout season. 2015 first round pick. Took him a while, but he exploded here, and then he earned his contract extension. So he's not going anywhere for a while. He was going to be a coveted free agent with behind some of these guys, A.J. Green and Emmanuel Sanders and all that. But I don't think the Dolphins are going to be investing in any of those receivers. First of all, Green looks like he's going to be franchise tagged. I don't think Amari Cooper is going anywhere. So you really then go to the Emmanuel Sanders and the Brashad Perrimans and the Robbie Anderson's types there. So when you go there and you think about it, they like Preston Williams. Remember him? He was a fantasy football favorite, and we were excited about what he could do. Then he got hurt. Then Parker took over and just really was the number one target. Once Fitzpatrick got in there, they locked in to each other, and Fitzpatrick Parker produced a lot of good fantasy value there, especially with no question competition there. You had Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns trying to do some damage there, but... uh, Again, Wilson and Hearns did have their moments and produce at times for the Dolphins. Uh, Wilson was hurt quite a bit as well. He's kind of like that slot, Tavon Austin type, maybe a more glorified version of that. Alan Hearns, kind of we saw him at the Jaguars, uh, just very limited receiver. But Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, not a bad one-two punch here for the Dolphins. Uh, better than a lot of people think and maybe you're not thinking about here. But Parker, for sure, coming off that season, he helped... A lot of teams in fantasy football win championships with his breakout second half there for sure. So he was just a touchdown machine, making big play after big play. I think there's one game in which Devontae disappeared, but uh, that's uh, the only thing we're looking at here with him, that we want the consistency. Maybe you get a little bit more inconsistency if it's a different quarterback and making that adjustment, but Fitzpatrick Parker certainly locked in combination. Will the motivation be the same if Parker has to play with a younger quarterback or is he kind of uh, turned the corner here with his coaching staff? They woke up something in him. He's more of a veteran leader. They can go out and uh, make some uh, big plays here for the team continue to do so in a new offense. So we're excited to see what Parker can do here. Can he build on it? He's had this type of potential ever since he came out of Louisville in the first round. So it's not shocking because he definitely has had the skill set and the talent and the production pedigree to do this. But to see it is nice, and it's a guy we're going to be looking at High-end wide receiver, too. That's how you have to look at him, regardless of who's the quarterback here. Preston Williams, a bit of a flyer, as a wide receiver four, three, in that range there that you're looking at. We'll see how they go with this passing game. Again, it's going to be a little bit more adjusting, just not chucking. Defense and running game are going to improve to some degree, but 
So I think passing is going to be a big part of what the Dolphins do. And really, it's a big part of what all teams do. But maybe a little bit more balanced. But again, Parker Williams, we'll see who their third option is. Jakeem Grant would be their next top receiver now. They did keep a Ricardo Lewis, so he's around. They've got some other bodies here. Matt Collins, Trevor Davis. So they just collect a lot of bodies. But what this screams to me is they're going to look for one player Maybe a Brandon Ayuk from uh, Arizona State. I mean, he would be great. You put him in the slot with Parker and Williams. That's a pretty good set there for you as the Dolphins team. So they could make him an early second-round target if they don't want to address wide receiver early. But Parker Williams, better than you think. Good combo for whoever's in the quarterback. And uh, looking at that, plus you got one more element here is Mike Gusecki, the tight end. I mean, they have Durham Smites, the backup. They drafted both of them at the same time. Smythe is the blocking guy, so Gusecki came in strong a little bit, made some plays at the end of last season. Fitzpatrick got a little bit more comfortable. They kind of deployed him a little bit better, so Gusecki's always had that talent coming out of Penn State, so manifesting himself, it takes a little bit while for tight ends to kind of get settled because they got to get the other complicated parts of their game down to stay on the field, the blocking, and just being able to get open in space, get used to the route running, of the NFL, speed, quickness of uh, linebackers and safeties trying to cover them. But Kaseki's kind of had that light go on for him. It certainly was the case late. We've been waiting for it. We've liked him as a fantasy football sleeper quite a bit. But this is a situation that works out well. Now, if they don't necessarily invest highly in that third option, Kaseki would be it. So they could look at Parker Williams, Kaseki being kind of the pecking order of the receiving core for whoever's the quarterback. And then you look at the slot receiver, maybe being the fourth option. So we kind of want to develop situation of Detroit here. That's a good parallel if you look at, look at it for sure. Detroit, you got uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. You had a Danny Amendola. Amendola and Hawkins, TJ Hawkinson. You had Hawkinson being ahead in the pecking order as the third target as a tight end. And uh, Amendola as the slot guy came on when uh, you had Hawkinson get hurt. So here, I think you want Gusecki to stay the third option. Maybe even option uh, 2A, 2B with uh, Preston Williams because that would be great for his value it goes Parker Gusecki, and also one more element to consider here with Gusecki. If the Dolphins go with a rookie quarterback, security blanket, that's the best friend position there. So it could completely change here where Parker was go-to guy, Fitzpatrick force-fed in the ball almost all over the field. That was partly because of Williams being out of the lineup. There's no one else to really trust on the outside. So Parker got that. So that's going to be a bit of an adjustment, but with a rookie quarterback or a different quarterback, it could be a totally different comfort zone go-to guy here, and that certainly could be Mike Gusecki. So I'm not saying Parker's going to have a way down dec- decrease in value. I mean, just having Williams there to draw some attention, and he's a big receiver, can move around. Gusecki coming on strong, I think that's going to help Parker. Just not going to be necessarily as inflated here with all the action going to him in all these games and that's good in the end for Gusecki and Williams having good uh, fantasy value here in 2020. So yeah some exciting things there and uh, the Dolphins again uh, have a pretty nice little baseline framework for what could be a very good offense here with those players. We still have to talk about where they stand with the salary cap and um, free agency and all that here in 2020 but first i got to remind you that you got to check out all the local podcasts for your advertising opportunities here on the Locked On Network. Fans just like you are going to connect on this network, and it's a great way for your local business to reach passionate uh, fantasy football or 
fans of any team in the league. So it's going to give you the local spin and the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, locked on podcast listeners. So if your company wants to connect with fantasy football fans or fans of any team in the NFL and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right out here in the Lockdown Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the words advertising to 33777 or visit LockdownPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Lockdown advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockdownPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing you from you across the network. We'll be right back here to close the show, look at our off-season guide to the Miami Dolphins. All right, here we finish up with the Dolphins. Uh, they have a lot of salary cap room. They have three first-round picks, plenty of draft capital. So I think they'll probably look, looking at quarterback with one pick, looking at running back with another pick, possibly offensive line. But the offense is going to dominate their draft here for sure with those three first-rounders. They made those deals. There with the Steelers, which is a nice one there to uh, give them a little bit punch. And the Texans as well, uh, moving on from Laramie Tunsil. So moving uh, Tunsil and uh, Micah Fitzpatrick and the other deal has uh, given the Dolphins a nice building block ability here in 2020. As far as free agents, they just don't have too many guys that you're really worried about. They're going to change this thing. Here, uh, Trevor Davis, I mentioned him as in the mix. Uh, they did keep Ricardo Lewis, but they could lose Trevor Davis. They have... Uh, Jamarcus Webb, a backup tackle, just been not doing much. Evan Bame, a center. Akeem Tlaib is still on this roster. So not much there for the Dolphins in terms of uh, being worried about uh, what they're going to lose and uh, kind of change it. They're only going to get better here. They're going to invest in people that make them better. So they don't really have any big contracts except for Tlaib, and he's aging and old. He's 34 years old, in a growing, declining in effectiveness. So that's why they have a ton of cap room. No big contracts here except for... Really, Devontae Parker, that they just give a big deal to to stay as their core number one wide receiver here. So, a lot of the damage here for the Dolphins will be done through draft and free agency. It depends how aggressive they get in uh, free agency. I think they'll be guarded. They're not going to go on a splurge, like I said. They don't need to go after a big running back or wide receiver there. And those are positions where the depth is there in the draft to attack and uh, the draft capital is there. So I think that's where they're mainly going to upgrade offensive line. I could see them make two or three picks and then they could look at maybe a Jack Conklin there. If they can bring him to Miami, that would be a good foundation at right tackle. Uh, maybe uh, you look at Austin Blythe, the guard from the Rams, who's going to hit free agency here that they could plug in with some experience in the running game and can help in that sense. So a lot of good stuff here for the Dolphins. They can control this offseason very well here. Plenty of salary cap room. No major free agent issues. Have those three first-round draft picks. So I'm excited to see what they can do. I mean, again, you should always keep your eyes open with teams in fantasy football. You never know who's going to emerge and be very productive. And that Miami season in 2019 was a very good example of that. And again, prospects should be even better. Look what the Giants did. I mean, kind of similar progression there. Except uh, the running back and quarterback are the back end of what the Dolphins are doing here. And we know there's definitely uh, some upside to be had with the Dolphins team. So there you have it. There's a look at your Miami Dolphins 2020 offseason here. Complete guide to everything there. Check out the stuff I have as well. Sporting.com doing some series as well. Breaking down teams. So maybe uh, take a look at that and uh, have fun with that here. And uh, we'll be uh, 
breaking down the New England Patriots for you in the next show. So that's an exciting one. So check that out as well. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Fantasy Football. This is Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time.